Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fab Four Free For All. And you said the. I know, I always do, because I like the. It's a very small word. It doesn't cost much. He's one who's always saying not, not the. to say the. No, I always say, please say the. You guys are always one going, welcome to Fab Four Free For All. It's the Fab Four Free For All. What happened what to him? What happened to him? <laughs> Did someone just come and take his brains? It's always been Fab Four Free For All. No, the. I always say, say the. All right, yeah, that's what I always say. No. Now I took, we he always says Anthony. the. No, I, it's the Fab Four Free For All. It's not Fab Four Free For All. He never says the. Did I just go backwards on my words? Yeah. I think we should research that. No, I think think this is great. This is great. No, I don't want the the. No, I love the the. the. I love the. All right, you ready? Let me do it again. No, no, keep it. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) welcome to F4F4A. (laughs) (laughs) Dot com. Dot com. Don't. Don't do that because you can't do that. Technically, no. Shh. And welcome to another edition of the Fab Four Free For All, the weekly all-talk Beatles radio show on the internet. All and you can eat. All you can eat <laughs> right here. And uh, I am your host and moderator for this episode, Tony Triguardo. And joining me, as they always do, are my friends... Me, Rob Leonard. And... Me, Mitch Axelrod. And in this episode, we, the Fab Four Free For All... Yay! Um, Who are we? Are going with Fat Four Free For All. Okay. We are going to uh, do another one of our sort of analysis and review episodes. You can't spell analysis without Lysis. An- anal. Yeah, there you go. And we we are that. Um, <laughs> but this time around, we're um, doing something that every once in a while we we have to do because of the differences between the original UK and US catalogs. I would say that now everything has been. Joined, standardized, standardized. It sort of has the UK catalog has essentially been accepted as the definitive catalog. That's the one that the Beatles themselves put together. Right. But the US catalog has seen its return. props and respect and a return. Yes, as it was issued as a box set, all of the uh, original Capital albums, though. Again, we'll get to this when we finally look at the box set, but not really in their original forms. Changes were made. One of the things I do on on my radio show, Beatles Songs, every Friday on WHPC 8 to 11. Plug. What I do now is I'd say this is from the 2004 reissue or the 2006 reissue or I say the 2014 reissue. I have to be honest. I, I don't bother. Oh, okay. Only, I, and the I reason why I say is, and I'm just, it's funny because I just sort of look at it as anything that is from the recent American quote unquote album remastering is really the same UK. as the 2009 UKs. Barring it's all about a barring a little, handful of tracks. Yeah. So it's really all about sequencing, actually. Yeah. Right. Why don't we tell them what we're talking about? Yes. Wow, that's right. We are talking in this episode about an album released uh, here in the US on June 14th, 1965. And it is Beatles 6, the Roman numeral 6. I remember being a kid saying, why is there a record called Beatles VI? Yeah. <laughs> but, but Me too. I had no idea. Beatles 6, 28 minutes and three seconds of Frankensteinian goodness. Or, it, it really is a chopped up. It is a Frankenstein of an album. We're going to uh, talk about. Well, of course, it was actually the seventh album released by yes. Capitol. Yeah, the seventh album released by Capitol. The There's ninth, the humor there. And the ninth Beatle album 
Uh, forgetting about no, Beatles is it story. The, is it the seventh release? Yes, Wait, Beatles, yes Beatles, it is. Second album, something new. Beatles story, Beatles sixty-five. Beatles Be- story. You're right. Be- the early right. Beatles. Right, but I don't Beatles think they were counting Beatles story. No, I don't think they were. But, but it's the, it's actually yeah, the ninth point, album in less than eighteen months. Nine albums in less than eighteen months. If you yeah. count VJ and the right. VJ release. Oh my yeah. lord! And, United Artists. and VJ, I mean, of course, released the same album three times well, yeah, as but well. They, so they could. Yeah. But oh my lord! I mean, where else in history do you have nine albums in less than a year and a half? That's a lot. That's true. Now, interestingly enough, here in the U.S., uh, it reached number one in Billboard for six weeks. Not surprising, considering the Beatles' track record. Hit the charts um, at number one in July of 65. The album was released in New Zealand as a Christmas gift in 1966, which is kind of bizarre. As a Christmas Um, gift? Well, it's released for Christmas. Oh, okay. You know, it was meant meant for the Christmas market. But it was the same thing. Uh, Yes, the the pressing plates were the same ones. And here... We sort of got some treats. We got some weirdness, and um, well, the treats were then we're not going to give it away yet. But two songs were actually recorded for the American market by the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, and really the sort of tidbits that make this album fascinating. It sort of looked at. I remember growing up, this album was kind of like the bastard stepchild of the catalog. Like I always felt inherently like there wasn't something right about. This well, record. We didn't know, because actually the backstory of this album is more interesting than the album. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It, it is. I mean, but we didn't know. Again, I, I got this when it was when it first came out. But did you feel that there was something not right about it? No, because I was so young, I just knew that it was the Beatles. Later on in life, I mean, when sort of my first generation of being really young, sorry, Al, became <laughs> the second generation of really discovering what they were all about later in the 70s. This album did feel weird, but I didn't know about all the import stuff, so it just felt like this was the definitive album. Later on, when I knew about the UK catalog, then it became, huh? Yeah, maybe for me it's possible that I actually didn't get this album until a bit later, later, and by the time I got this one, I was already cognizant of the UK catalog. Right, because if you got this first gen, you didn't know about the UK catalog. I didn't have this for years, because I had the British catalog first. Right. But again, if you bought this first generation, all you knew that it was Beatle music. Sure. And it was sure. good. You know, it had eight days a week. It had the latest single on it. So you're like, yay. Right. So, which is important, which was absolutely. something that Capital the, was great at. Right. The, Not the EMI. They EMI. didn't like to do nope. that. But right. here. So right. why don't you talk about what, what was going to be planned, you know, what Capital had in mind? Well, originally, Capital wanted to get, the idea was they wanted four albums for 65. Right. The goal was to get four records out by nineteen, you know, Think throughout nineteen sixty-five. Four albums, yeah, which lot. is kind of mind-blowing. They had had more than four through nineteen sixty-four, and here it was, and it was going to be, you know, the same deal in sixty-five. Let's get four records out, and they and, knew they were going to get help in, in in August. Right, they knew help was coming as a soundtrack. Now, what's interesting is, obviously, by the time that Beatles Six was being put together, it was already in the cards that the help soundtrack album was not going to follow the same pattern as the other Beatle Capital releases had. They weren't going to take a 14-song Beatle album, rip off three tracks randomly, and release it that way. Mm. They were going to probably put the score on, unless it's possible that 
it was going to be an 11 song record and they already knew which songs they were going to pull off but I think, I think they this, do that. the writing the, the write up that you read about what led up to the release of Beatles 6 indicates that they already knew that the score of the film help was going to be at least half one of, of the, the LP but that's one of the albums and also what really made a lot of this album was the fact that Capitol acquired the VJ rights in yes. October of 64 so they were going to put out the early Beatles minus a few songs that was another album. Yeah. So there's two. But where I'm going to is that that you're starting to see the leftovers accrue. Yes. You, you've already got the Correct. idea that in the UK you were going to get a 14-song Beatles album that was the soundtrack to help. So whether in the US it was an ele- going to be an 11-track album that would leave three left over, or they knew that there was going to be the score music included, one way or another there were pre-planned leftovers. Right. Okay. You also had the idea that Beatles for sale which had already or was already chewed up for Beatles 65, Beatles for Sale, you still had a couple of leftover tracks. Well, you so, had, yeah, you definitely had some leftover tracks for Beatles for Sale. Yeah, so you were starting to already amass a possible additional record. Ticket to Ride had been released as a single over there. They knew that Ticket to Ride was going to be included in the film and the soundtrack, but aha, there was a B-side. Right. So And you, there were three tracks from... VJ that they didn't use on the early Beatles. Right. Which were from Me to You, Misery, and There's a Place. Now, had that occurred, and that ended up on this record, this record would have been even more Frankenstein. Thank God it didn't. Yes. But also, don't forget, the German I Want to Hold Your Hand was on something new. But But has not had not yet come out. And I'm glad that that didn't. Right. But all four of those tracks were in the running for this. Now, along with those tracks being in the running... What gets even more weird, and you have to stop to to think about, is you also had If You've Got Troubles, (laughs) and that means a lot. Which were recorded for help, and they didn't even know if they were going to release them, but they were considered for America after they were. Is that really true? Why don't I know that? Yeah, well, that's that. Read read your books. Yeah, I I do, but I, I always thought that they sort of dismissed those. And they weren't going to give them to anyone. Well, well, they weren't. But the four tracks that they had from Help were those two and Tell Me What You See and You Like Me Too Much. They already knew Tell Me What You See and You Like Me Too Much were not going to be right. used in the I, film. I, I so they that. sent those to America. They were considering sending That Means A Lot and If You've Got Troubles. But then they said, I don't even know if there's ever going to be released. So those were out of the run. But it's, that's why I say it's interesting with Tell Me What You See and You Like Me Too Much in that they knew they weren't going to be in the film. Right. But to just send them to America right away, you were already predetermining that had Help been just an 11-song album, those were the two tunes that were going to be left off. But those were on Which Help. I don't ever really remember the help. In, yes. in any other instance being a conscious decision on George Martin or the Beatles' part that will leave those two off. Well, But like I say, that's why to me it always indicates that with Help, they knew that it was just going to be... The, the soundtrack I th- I think songs was, and was going to copy what they did with United Artists for Hard Day Well, exactly. Night. But Same I would I was I thought you were going to say copy what they did, but no, you UA had done that. Yeah, UA did. So it. there was every possibility that Capital could have for help just done the rip because off three songs and throw were, eleven on. You know, you know uh, Hard Day's Night and Help were both soundtracks, which you got to remember. Think about that time of. You know, the 60s. Soundtracks, soundtracks were huge. Were huge. Were huge. You know, Goldfinger. Kids didn't buy soundtracks. Parents bought soundtracks. 
So, right. you know, Sound of Music was number one for God knows how long. Right. West Side Story. West Side they, Story, that type of thing. But, so I think by releasing it as a soundtrack, they just weren't aiming just as Beatle fans because obviously there's other music on there too. But I always thought of that, that, you know, especially in that part of the 60s, were huge. And let's, well, let's face it, kids, the other deal too was that that album help was no cheaper than any other Beatle album up to that point. Right? No, but so the reality was they, but they were paying less. Uh, they, yeah. they were they were paying less for the score music than they were for the Beatles. Oh sure, sure. So the reality was that they could charge the same full price for the LP and pay the Beatles less track for track. But the right. one thing is that so. Capital, to their credit, wanted to put out a new Beatle album, and they knew Help wasn't coming out in Britain also till later. Right. So they. They didn't mind. They did have Tell Me What You See and You Like Me Too Much. Even though it was on the Help album later on in the UK, it was new to Beatle fans when they put it out on Beatle 6 mm-hmm. here because this came out before Help. So even the UK version of Help. So they had new songs. So you had Yes It Is, which was right. pretty much new. You had You Like Me Too Much, Tell Me What You See. And then the kickers, they said to the Beatles... Can you give us two new songs? And the Beatles were filming Help, the Buckingham Palace scene. And right after that, they actually went into the studio on Larry Williams' birthday and recorded Bad Boy and Dizzy Miss Lizzie, which they didn't have to do too much work because they had them in their repertoire and they knew them. Right, May 10th, 1965, by the way. Thank you. So there is... And, and, Unbelievable. And when we talk we got, about the history of American releases, and one thing that Bruce Spies' books bring out is they they have their place in the history of the Beatles. Because oh, absolutely. obviously they said, okay, well, we're going to record this especially Specifically for, for yeah. us. It was the only time that was done, mind yeah. you, was something going in for And if you think about it, the Beatles had gone in and recorded two tracks ex- exclusively for Germany. You know, they went in and recorded right. Sleep Dick and Come Give Me Dine a Hand. Good point. Let's face it, we were a much larger market. Yes. With all due respect to the European market, we were right. a hell of a lot good bigger. Point. So why not? You get, you know, guys, can you go in and do two cuts just for America? Hey, you know what? Let's do a couple of Larry Williams tunes. Good well, point. it was easy you know, to not? do. They didn't really have to work on those. Right. They knew them. But I, I did right. hear a rumor that later on in, in the Beatles' life, they were asked to do a German version of Revolution Number no. 9. Uh, they turned Excellent. Down. Yeah. Yes. They, they actually said 9. <laughs> Sorry, you know, I just thought it on the wow. spot. I really am an oh idiot. My you wrote God. that down somewhere. No, right? I did not. I, I, did I, did I, you go to a just, comedy club and test that joke first? He's been practicing that all. I actually the have whole not, ride that, over in the car. Sorry, no, no, no. You know what? I remember where I heard that joke. Now you did that at the fest. No, I did not. <laughs> you said, "Come over here, hear my Beetle joke." That was brilliant. I really liked Thank that. Thank you. You're welcome. I that was off good. the cuff. Wow. I'm not wearing uh, sleeves uh, though. Yeah, off dirt cuff. Anyway, uh, better sorry. than dust boot. Dust boot. You're gonna dust boot me out of here. We have much more to look at about Beetle Six. We'll look at the tracks that are on it, and also the rushing of the putting out of the labels. There was errors yeah. on it. I mean, there yeah. were, that were, were corrected. Some weren't. Yeah, the original photo, Paul's not wearing pants in the actual <laughs> first. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, we'll get back to more Nine. About, about Beatles 6 after we take this break on Fab for Free For All. Duh. Hi, everyone. Just wanted to let you know that besides Fab for Free For All, each of the three of us are involved in our own individual projects. Mitch Axelrod's two books, Beetle Tunes, the only book about the cartoon Beatles show, and Little Billy and Baseball Bob, can be found through 
all of your good booksellers online, including Amazon.com, or if you'd like autographed copies, contact Mitch on Facebook. And my buddy Rob Leonard has a great Beatles show that he's been doing for 20 years called Beatles Songs, and it's on every Friday night from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can listen to it online. It's streaming at www.ncc.edu slash WHPC. And also look for it on TuneIn.com. And Tony Truquardo is the host of 4F, free format for free, on WCWP 88.1 on Long Island. He's on every Monday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And also at www.wcwp.org. Also available on TuneIn.com. And we're back on this episode of Fab Four Free For All. We are talking about the... That was a long break. American <laughs> LP. It was a long break. Uh, we're talking about the American LP. Long play. Long play long for those player. of you who have never heard of a record in, a, in the <laughs> CD digital era. Damn you. Um, Damn you, kids. <laughs> the bit, It's the one with the little hole. The 12-inch one with the little hole. And then watch those looks, Mitch Axelrod. Anyway, uh, well, the British EPs have the small holes too. That's true, actually. Yeah. So. And and they they played at they played at forty five though, didn't they? Uh, no. No, they played at thirty three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry to our friends in Great Britain there. The anyway, British EPs. You, you know, so yeah. I don't have any British EPs. I do. I actually do, and I think I, I have them on CD. I have. I'm, I'm trying them, to picture it because it, it, has even, it has a big forty five or a big thirty three on them. Yeah. Well, so, I don't know. Oh, so God. you know what? They play at one of those. They speeds. play at one of those two speeds. They, they definitely s- don't play at sixteen or seventy eight. Anyway, how many people remember sixteen? Yeah. Where you put it on and you. That was supposed to be for spoken word, right? Originally, right. yeah. Yeah, but so. I never. Imagine now if we didn't have CDs, it'd be like books on sixteen. Anyway, all right, so we are looking at- What we're talking about. Talking about. Well, I'm sitting here looking at it. I am too. I am too. I have the CD in my hand. Look at the CD of the record. Yes. Look, if you look at the speakers, you can see it. There you go. Very nice. Shut your eyes and visualize. Um, But we're talking about Beatles 6, and we had made a, a little bit of a reference to the cover- Earlier, so before we get deep into the music, uh, this was a this was a rush job rush to get is this out. Rush is totally an understatement. Well, as uh, we said, we, they wanted to get it out before help would come out. Right, right, right. So this was, as we mentioned, it's released June fourteenth, nineteen sixty five. If Dave Dexter had a sense of humor, he would have put like. Frankenstein on the cover. <laughs> yeah, or just put, we're rushing this. Or, or just put, <laughs> Beatles give, Rush. Give us your money. That's what it should have been called. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would have been called Beatles Rush Job. Beatles Rush, the Beatles Rush Job, the new album. All right, uh, but the funny part of it is, I really always thought that they all maybe had their hand on like a golf club or something. Or like a cane. Or a cane. It looks like they're a holding little bit. Like I, a walking I, I, stick. Actually, I always thought it was like, you know, you, you put your head down. Three like, Musketeers. All yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I always thought. Yeah. But yeah. they obviously have their hand on something. Yes. What do they have their hand on? We're going to take another break. And <laughs> no. We'll, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, as we talk about what the Beatles have their hand on. Well, the, the, uh, the full picture where they were cutting into a cake. Yes. Yes. Which, yeah. which actually makes yeah. more sense. If they had left the cake. Yeah, which then you, you, you have, have to Beatles. wonder. No, you would have had less Beatles. You mean Le, le Beatles. Le, be- le Beatles. No, but no, no, I mean, no, I don't mean Les Beatles. You would have had less of the Beatles on the cover because you would have had the cake oh, on the Oh, I said that not to be funny, but I said that isn't there some foreign album yeah, French, that, that actually has this same cover? You know what? Now you're asking us to do research. Which yeah, no, we don't I know. Do. Which we, we'll, we don't do when we're in the middle of an episode. Right. right. But anyway. No, but think about it. If you show the cake... 
It yeah. makes more sense of what they're. It's like yes, you could have shown does, the top of the yeah, cake. Yeah, I see what you mean, though. Mitch not, is right. Not even the whole cake, though. But right. you could have yeah. shown just the. But top. they also could have taken away. You know, one third of the cover is white and <laughs> uh, big words Beatles six, and then the title. Well, well, and capital takes up the 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 white part. Right. I mean, if you just move, you could have moved that somewhere. up and put capital next to George's head or something. Right. And have that's it. really true. Had capital be in the brown yeah. and, and lifted it up and, and many shown people the cake. Said they did a lot of things in the brown, but that's a whole other. Oh, oh. By the way, we are again talking about the U.S. version of it because this yes. came out in a couple of you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. so if you have an opportunity, go online, look up the photo session Beatles six, and you'll see all of the different shots of right. them. Weren't these shots done on the same day as the photo session for Beatles 65? Beatle 65? Yeah, so. That album cover, different photographer. Right. Same clothes, they just took off some, like, jackets. Yeah, they took off the jackets. They, but but you know, Beatles 65, had a, uh, those, those pictures had a theme. Of, yes. Of the Four Seasons, so to speak. Not, yes. Which, not the Four Seasons. Well, the right Beatles now. were versus the Four Seasons, right. actually, so I'm not sure why they did that cover. But anyway. This also, um, just so you know, that back in London... There was a magazine. It was either Mirabelle or Fabulous, one of the two. And they also did a session using, I mean, there must have been so many different photographers on this sure. day. Yeah, sure. And they did so many different sessions. Well, so. the cover photo is credited to Fabulous magazine. Oh, there, there you, you go. go. So it's yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the kind of thing where, you know, we always talk about how much they were forced to do between the live performances, the... Studio session recordings, the Alp. So when there was an opportunity to get the Beatles for a day of a photo shoot. They you were know, probably 24 hours doing photos. Brian was probably photo. wise to just book, okay, you know what? They're in photo mode. Let's just Six of you bring come the by. photographers through and line yeah. them up, knock them out. You'll you know. take off your jacket. You'll take off your tie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, so, you know, if you come to think of it now, after all these if years. If the photographer's a woman, it may take something. Oh, who knows what they'll take. It's the trousers. It's the trousers. But the, um, John's taking off his trousers again during the photo Again, shoot. I feel fine. <laughs> um, the, uh, See, wouldn't, it be funny, wouldn't it be funny if there were outtakes? Like, if basically, we don't know this, but every cover, there was like a two-virgin shot. John just kept taking off his pants. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, John! Come on. <laughs> and then finally in 68, when he did it, they were like, been there. Been there. <laughs> just, ah, oh, no. Who's the you chick? Know? No. <laughs> right. right, meet the Beatles, is John. Oh, meet the Beatles. Well, you don't, well you, don't, you don't see that because you just see that. You just see the head. The big head. John's wearing no pants. The big head. <laughs> oh, God. No, but the, you know what? If you look, if you look at the cover now, yes, <laughs> I always thought of it as kind of a boring cover. But now, when you look at it, and again, people, you have to go see a album-sized version of it. Yeah, because that does if, help. if yeah, if you don't, I mean, the CDs are great, but we've talked about it at nauseum. Then you don't get the same feeling when you're holding an album, of course, as you do when you hold it. But the the, the album cover is kind of nice now. It's an it's Looking definitely back, actually. I I think this is one of the worst Capitol covers. Well. But you got to admit, though, Rob, no matter how, it's still a much nicer cover than Beatles for Sale, for instance. Oh, I like Beatles for Sale. Well, I'm not so sure about that. Well, just Uh -uh, the front cover. That picture's awesome. It's it's a magnificent photo. Makeup of the cover, you mean? No, I'm just talking about the idea that when you want to promote an album, is the cover of Beatles for Sale a magnificent photograph? Yes. If I was going to have it framed and have it be a Beatles yeah. photograph, but oh look, a brand new Beatles album. Well, they look and tired. they all look like they just lost their best friend on the album cover. Well, we well, have they're the, looking right. serious and so. Here, at least, it's kind of still that. That's true. They're, you they're, know, they're the happy. 
Well, you just clap, like if you're happy and you know it, clap clap your hands. Yeah. Anyway, yes, Rob is killing studio insects, actually. And it's not a beetle, I hope. Yes. That was in celebration of Yoko's solo album. Thank you, Rob. Fly? Yes. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. um, Jay Leno fly. Nice. It's happier. You know, it's actually still. Yes, compared to Beatles for Sale, which is. And and actually, Beatles for Sale, I think, matches the cover. Oh, it does. In the sense that it definitely does. we have the ability to look back 50 years. Yes. When it first came out, no one knew, oh, they were so tired. They were so this. this. You know, we, we do that as, as researchers and archivists and journalists. Right. But back then, all the little kids are going, it, it, oh, they don't look like, you know. They, they don't look like the happy Beatles. they didn't Beatles. know. I mean, you know, you do the backstory. You go, okay, they're tired, they're this, they're a million things. But back then, Good it was point. a new Beatle album. So, but uh, you know what? It's not that bad. But you know, the funny thing is. The back cover. Yeah, the back. Well, the, back, the back covers are great. See, to me, I love the back cover shots because, correct me if I'm wrong, it's the first time we actually get shots of them in the studio. I'm trying to think. Well, maybe uh on an album cover, yes, you know, or yeah. any type of picture like this. There's probably pictures in fan magazines of them. Oh no, no, in fan magazine, but on an album, yeah, cover, but on yeah, an yeah. album cover, you actually get you know Ringo. You know that the only song he played Timpani on was right. what you're doing. Yeah, so yeah. you know that's from that session. So it's cool to see. I mean, you know, the the John shot is um, very artsy, very artsy. You know, beautifully shot through the angle there. Uh, Paul at the piano, it looks like in his element. Yep. George with the guitar in hand. And Ringo at the timpani waiting to do his part for his part for you know what, what you're, you're doing. doing. To me, I really like the back cover a lot. I like the back cover a lot better than the front. I do too. I mean, the yeah, back but they cover, couldn't have made that back cover the no, front. No, no, because it's no. four separate photos. Right. But now here's where we get to the whole rush job idea. Well, yeah, there are two variations on the back cover. The original. The, well, first of all, both of them were rushed so much they misspelled Lizzie for Dizzy Miss Lizzie. Right. And they right. never fixed it. Right, because the actual corrected spelling was supposed to be L-I-Z-Z-Y. Y. And they ended up putting it out as L-I-Z-Z-I-E. You know, I never noticed that. So, yeah, that's boo-boo number one. And they never, again, here's the funny part, because it's boo-boo on the front cover, too. L-I-Z-Z-I. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But here's the problem. They went back, because on the, on the original pressing... If you get the original, it says like C label for playing C order. C label, C label for uh, for playing order. For yeah, playing for order. actual and, playing and order. And people yeah. were like, "What? It doesn't matter because you're going to play." Well, it they anyway, hadn't they hadn't even figured out track what the sequencing it. was just, going to be. Right there, you go. But subsequent pressings, they did the correct order, but they didn't do the spelling of Lizzie. What? What? Right. Why, why wouldn't you just right. correct everything? Well, you're going back and doing the, the. At that point, you've got to remember it wasn't a Beatles original, and the deal was whoever wrote the song was getting paid. So who cared? Yeah, but really? again, who cared about the playing yeah. order on the back? The you're mistake gonna... that they make, though, is that the way it falls, if you look at it quickly, the original back cover, it looks like it's broken down into a side one, side two. Correct. It looks like there are four songs on side one and like seven songs on side two. And you're going, well, the Beatles do like an eight minute song. Like I remember looking at that it and being be like, what? You know? Um, but yeah, so they actually ended up putting it in the uh, correct order for subsequent. And uh, depending pressings. on who you believe, you know, we don't know if the first pressing is more rare. Because you know, you figure the first pressing. Well, it's going to be. It, it's it's going right. to be the first. I, I mean, I've read different things, but it has to be the first pressing because after that, 
you know, that album continued to sell for how many years? Yeah, but there's different variations. Like, you know, they put the gold record seal on sure. it. Sure, right, right. So, sure. I mean, I'm talking about the first... It, is it the first pressing? Because everybody, you know, it's the first pressing. Oh, I see. In other Two words, million people go out and right. buy the first pressing. Right, right. The second pressing comes out. I'm not talking about the different, uh, the, the green label capital and the orange capital. Just the purple I'm to- I'm talking original about the, capital not, label. No, not the purple. You know what I mean? No, the, the black the, with the, the black swirl. The black with the rainbow. Yeah, the rainbow. I the always second, think of that as purple. The second, really? Yeah. The yeah, second, uh, well, there was a purple label, so yeah, yeah, you got to watch out. Yeah. The second pressing of the original pressing, if that makes sense. Probably was pressed in much fewer numbers because probably. the original was so advanced they had to, to get it out. That's why they were rushing. So you, you never know. You probably have to check inside the groove. You know that sometimes they uh, have different numbers. The matrix number. The well, matrix that's the number. record. That's the well, the, that, but you have yeah, to remember the, the cover. Yeah. Was, until it was the cover was probably reprinted, you know, forever, until they started using the gold record seal. So, you know, who knows which is more rare? I mean, I know I bought so many pressings of this because I wore mine out. I'm sure. I have pressing that they probably use for the original second pressing, but they right, put it in the. Right. Who knows? Yeah, I've never been into that part of the collecting bit, so I. I no, but well, it's there's fun. Not, there's it's, not it's that a, many Beatle it, eras like that. Yeah. So no. in terms of the Beatles, I still would probably get a first pressing that says C label for correct, just right, because right. it's the first one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I have but one. But kind of cool. Yeah. It, Why not? You know what? They're fun. Yeah, and we're geeks. So um, let's look at the contents, the musical contents Why? of Beatles 6. Why should well, because we? they are songs, and we like them, and we do a Beatles show, in case you haven't noticed Mitch Axelrod. Um, I've noticed Mitch Axelrod. <laughs> but the album opens with By the a way, non... sold well, but generally considered well, one it's of sold their well, but it's, it's weakest albums. Right, and, and the funny part of it is even in hindsight, and even not really knowing factually that it was a Frankenstein. I have a feeling that the album doesn't really have a super tight flow. No. Actually, I, I sort of like the the musical flow of this better than side two of British Help. All right, I'm going to give and a you lot that. Of, and a lot of things on here, that. it's not the exact side two, but there's enough there where, I don't, and I don't know why, for me, British Help side two doesn't connect the way it should. I, All the songs well, because, are good. I don't I disagree know why. with you. They, yeah, they, yeah, but they don't I know flow into each other. No, I know why. Because oh, why? being Americans, and, and it's not a slight on anything, we grew up with the American help. Right, I don't think on. it's that. No, I think it's because no, we grew no. up with the American yesterday and today, and because we grew up with the Beatles. Yes, but think about it. You know, if you're listening to the American help. That has nothing to do with it. Because Rob grew up with the, with I the imports. I didn't have American help until about, you know, who knows when. But Three it, years ago. Maybe. It might have been. I didn't have it for a long, long time because, okay. you know, Ken Thorne's music I didn't care about. At least George Martin's music was, he was covering Beatles songs. Ken Thorne's was mostly original stuff. Yeah. So I didn't even care about that. And plus, they, well, we've lost the Ken Thorne fans. Sorry, damn. Well, we lost right. Ken Thorne. We so. lost Ken Thorne. <laughs> oh, Ken is on. Nothing against you, Ken. We like you. No, he's, we he's liked Rob. you. In, Excuse uh, me. We liked you. He's we gone. You. Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh. He just died a, a few months ago he, from the. He did the music for the movie Head, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so we, we yeah, liked that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So to me, that's where I'm like, okay. So I didn't have American okay. Help. Well, for so. me, I, well, I'm not going to get into that because this is a show about Beatles Six. But you know what? Let's talk. But, but Help came out like like a month later. Uh, two months well, later. Yeah. Two months later. Yeah. So it's it's that's probably what stopped this from being a, the big big seller. But Help, but because the here, movie comes out and then that yeah, but the sure, movie, right? That's but, a good point. But help the soundtrack comes out. Comes out What's I mean? Yeah. If we would yeah. be in London and got the London Help, right. A month later, 
then it would sort of be a moot point because we're but, getting the whole album anyway. So. But yeah. Rob's talking about sort it from, from the perspective I know. of... Right. I mean, if you're a collector of Beatles, of all things Beatles, and you're a serious Beatles fan, yeah, you're going to go get both. But for but those kids that, That's what I mean. But for those kids, the young kids that just... You get some chump change or mommy and daddy are going to buy you a new album for... This, this was a stopgap record. So the truth is, in a way, Capital kind of shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. I, okay, granted, they sold a million copies of this anyway, I'm sure, but well, you're right, Rob. They put this out, and then a few months later comes help with the power of the movie behind right, right. it, and no kid after that is going to say, oh, you know what, Mom and Dad, go get me Beatles 6. You, I think you're, you're wrong. You're going to go get help. I think you're wrong. I think every kid back then listened to when we're talking about. Yeah, we was buying as Beatles many Man. Beatles as, as exactly. they could. It didn't matter if but, oh, oh, they, they, would go, they would go get help. And then they would say, oh, my God, I, I don't have Beatles 6. I need that. Because you're not getting any songs on it. So if you're a Beatles fan back then. See, I'm still thinking that, you, but, that kids would go, you'd go back. In other words, if you only have, if you have six months between albums, you know, five months between albums, mm-hmm. then you're going to get it. You're going to love it. The next one comes out. Mommy, Daddy, can you buy me? This was how many months between this and Help? I think that kids. And help had Help and Ticket to Ride as the big singles. So I don't think it mattered to kids back then. Al, help us out because you were a kid back <laughs> you're then. At, you're looking at June to August. Yeah. I, I understand that. That's but, two months. But all I'm saying is it, it at that point, kids were clamoring no, for Beatle product. The Beatles could have farted right. on a record and had a picture sleeve and it would have sold. I'm just going for first blunt impact. I'm just going for like the album comes out, hits, it has two months of prominent shelf life. And not to say that yet store is doing nothing but Beatles in the front window and all the Beatle records. And you, and when one Beatle record went on the charts, they all went back on. But yeah. it's still the idea of two months between and, and, the featured and records. And Ticket to Ride was released album. before the soundtrack. So Right. So you, know, you So what was the I'd be curious to see what the lead time was for the single ticket to ride. Yeah. In I, fact, I, I mean, just for me, I thought the use of side two of help, the songs that are here at least, work better on this record than they did on the British Help. That's just, a, that's just, just to me. just to give you a little background here, Ticket to Ride from the movie Eight Arms to Hold You yeah. was already out for two months when Beatles Six hit. But it didn't matter. It was new Beatle product. Yeah, no, of course. People didn't give a damn if it was from Help, Beatles 6. No, I agree with that. It was just that. all new Beatle product as far as kids were concerned. And we're not talking the business side. No, of we're course. We're talking the, the fan side. And any at the fans were all going, oh, my God, i got to get a new Beatle. I hope it's out. And there it is. But, it's, but is it a question of two? Well, I mean, again, this They're is back to first generation. I mean, we were they just- sell more. Right. But I mean, That's I, all. You know, we read about first generation stuff, and it's a lot of the kids- didn't have their own money. So it's uh, listen to me. Every Beatle record that came out in the early sixties was heavily promoted. I didn't get the trade magazines, but I remember seeing ads. I can picture like a little like five year old Mitch Axelrod reading variety, <laughs> flipping through billboards. Smoking a cigar. <laughs> smoking well, smoking a cigar and tattooed. Sorry. No. <laughs> Finster. Um no, you know what? I um I remember seeing in the papers, you know, the, the new Beatles single is out, the new this. So when I got Beatles 6 and we went to the store, you know, we always used to go to, the, I think, Gertz or Gimbel's uh, mm-hmm. on Jamaica Avenue. And then there was a little record store that I've always talked about and also TSS. But the little record store, I would walk in every time we went because it seemed like we went weekly to Gertz or Gimbel's. My mother and grandmother needed something. They always had to buy something. So... I'd always go in there and say, what What do you got, Beatles? And they said, well, we just got the new Ticket to Ride. I remember seeing Ticket to Ride plastered on the, the they right. actually had it right. stapled to the desk. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Here's the new Beatles thing. I didn't give a damn that Beatles 6 just came. I, I wanted new Beatles products. No, of course. I know what you mean, but I looking just back. Would be, I would just be curious to see, literally just see the sales figures from Capital. I'd be curious. And no, I, you I wouldn't, know because those are first. They're, so, they're so are the Beatles. <laughs> Very, Very good. good. That's why they keep suing them. <laughs> right. I, but I mean. I still think it's funny when you, I've said this before on other shows, you look at the official sales um, records and Meet the Beatles to this day has sold five million. Right. Are you kidding? It sold two and a half million in the first, yeah, the first month or yeah, week. Right, or, right. So it only sold two more million in the last 50 years? <laughs> no. Someone at Capital, pony up the boy. Pony up the money. Because you know something? That's why. That's, that's why the people at Apple, they keep the lawyers busy. Yep. Half a million out the front door and another half a million out the back. All right. Let's talk about some of well, the- Let's talk about the music. Side um, one. Side one. In which Doris Interesting Kutros. opening with a cover. Horrible choice for a opening I for me. I fully agree. To me, even though I thoroughly enjoy the uh, the opening guitar strums, to me, it's one of the weakest. It's one Openings. of the... It, yeah. Well, I'm going to be blunt. I find it one of the weakest tracks in the Beatles catalog. Me too. Oh, really? I'm not, I'm, I like... I, I've always... Should have went with Wild Honey Pie here. <laughs> I have never had a soft spot for this track. Me neither. Oh, I have. I, Paul, have Paul has. Obviously. Yeah, Paul, no, I know. Paul, Paul's done it ten times, it seems. And, you know, <laughs> it's a good song. I like the way they do it, but it's it's typical album filler. Yeah. It, it is. is. I mean, most of this is. Truthfully, <laughs> my preference would have been to do it the way Wilbur Harrison did it. Wilbur Harrison. Yeah, but you know what? We can't say. We have to say what, what they did but do. But I'm just saying, to me, this... This never thrilled. There is, listen, I don't know why they didn't do this and, and who chose so I, this. I always thought that eight days a week oh, would have been the album opener. It be. it's, right. It's, it's a, a built-in opener. Right. Well, it's, fade it fades in. up. Right. 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 And it should have been. It should, I mean, and then if you want to do Kansas City, okay. Or truthfully, you make what you're doing the album no. opener. No, 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 no. There's what? no, there no. is not one of out of 11 songs on here. Yeah. The only one that you could use as the album opener is eight is days, eight days a, week. a week. Think about it. Yeah, really. Basically, yeah. There's nothing. No, see, to me, the, the two other potential openers, because of licks and you like me parts, too much. No, what you're no. doing in every little thing. Boom, da, boom, every boom, every little thing could have been. Da, 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 no, da, no, no. I, yeah, to I me, can see that at this. But then again, you you could do the jangling piano. No, no, not as an opener. That should be side two opener, by the way. That should have been side two opener. We just jumped to side two. Anyway, anyway, eight days a week should have been the opener for this album. Should have been the opener. It was a single in America. Just to throw it in, though, don't forget. It opens with, I'll just because we didn't say the track, Kansas City, Hey, 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 Hey is the opener. What's happening? Le nice. Lieber Stoller for uh, Kansas City, Hey, 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 Hey was a little Richard, Richard Penniman track. Right. Again, Paul has always been all over those tracks and, and has always loved them and has done them live repeatedly on tour and whatnot. He still does it if he goes to right. Kansas but City. But we, we're voting Not it as, as well. a week album opener. So next comes eight days a week, the single. Right. Uh, from the album, and I agree with you, Rob. That's that's the opener. It's got to be the opener. And yeah. also, what Mitch said, it was the single. So yeah. you know, you want the single to be the the opening track. Why wouldn't they do that? I mean, well, it's like burying your headline. Is what right. in journalism burying is what that would lead. be called. Burying, burying the lead. lead. Yeah. Well, you know what the funny thing is? We talked about it. What did we say about this? It should have been called Beatles Rush Job. <laughs> Listen, we are right now fifty years later speculating and, and sitting here researching and, and ar archiving. But you know what? Back then, they said, anything we put out is going to sell. Nobody's right. going to no, care right. what the I'm, opening I'm, track. 
Now, at least Paul and the and the solo guys, when they did it, probably had some thought about what they were going to lead off the album. Of course. Back then, yes. and this wasn't even a, quote, Beatles album in terms of the Beatles. Right. It was a monstrosity yeah. based on how Capital wanted to make Well, to they make held money. back some tracks. They got some right, tracks so, in advance. Yeah. So, yeah. so in that respect... All they were caring as long about. As they get eleven songs, that's all and they, they care. They about. got the cover right. art wrong. They got so. But, who cares what the to them? The kids aren't going to care if they hear I, Kansas I City or Eight I Days. Agree, it's right. going to sell. We're just looking back. Yes, let me let me ask that you this: with wide open eyes. Do you think there was anyone at Capitol Records who actually was paying any attention to sequencing? No, any. no. I, what I mean is literally, no. there are eleven tracks here. There's white leader tape. No, you put them on in a row. You, you, you because, know because Meet the Beatles has a great flow. It does. I and, agree with you, and, but but and maybe the second album has a, a good flow too. But do you think it was the second album has a tremendous right. flow? But do you think it was you know uh, you know what we got these Beatles things? Uh, you know what, uh, Jim, you handle that today. Uh, go inside, make the new Beatle record. Okay, great. I you think know, that's what happened. I mean, because Meet the Beatles was, starts off with what song? I want to hold your hand. Thank you. The yeah. single. Right. 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 Okay. Well, I yeah, think I, I think someone mean. messed up. I, look, it was a rush job all around. All right. So next we go to uh, a track. This is an advance for the album Help. Right. So we are getting it here in the States first, first, first which is a, a first at this point. And one and thing I loved about Bruce Sparse's books, he reminds us that America got a lot of firsts. Yes. As yep. before yep. Uh, they were officially releasing Great Britain. We well, got I shouldn't say first. this was the first time because we got stuff on Beatles well, as right. far back as Beatles' second right. album. But he, he reminds us that, that we heard Some stuff things first. No, yeah. I know, but I mistakenly just said it was the first time. But no, oh, we yeah. got stuff right. that in right. anticipation of the, right. the EPs, we got right. on Beatles' second and, album. And all apologies to other countries who are listening because we are heard in a lot of countries. But, you know, let's, let's face it. The UK and the US were really fighting for, not fighting. No, but they the, were the two main predominant yeah, pr- principal yeah. countries. Yeah, know. they were the principal focus of the marketing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Everybody um, else still got them, but, you know. Absolutely. So, You Like Me Too Much, George Harrison. One of my uh, favorite songs in the whole Beatle too. catalog. Yep. I'm sorry, when love I hear it. that jangling piano, that, like, ragtime piano. Absolutely I, love it. And the double track vocal. Yeah. It's such a good song. I really wish he would have acknowledged this on his live tour in 91. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I love this song. I know he couldn't have sang it because he would have, you know, his voice changed. Yeah, sure. Uh, sure. But it would have, uh, if I would have heard that, like, you know, on the Live in Japan tour, yeah. that opening, yeah. it would have Now, so cool. I'm going to ask this because I've, I'm just going to be blunt and say that I'm, I didn't think about it while we were researching for the show, but uh, first appearance of a Harrison original since Don't Bother Me on an American LP... I want to say yes. Well, then, so I'm I'm thinking that this is the first appearance of a well, George Beatles Harrison. Well, sixty-five had everybody's trying to be my baby, which is not a Harrison no, composition. That's a Cole Perkins song, right? Don't bother me was on Meet the Beatles, Roll Over Beethoven, which is that's Chuck Berry. Yeah, so right, so this is the first appearance of a George Harrison composition since the Beatles' first Capitol album. So we're talking about five years between the appearance of a song written by George Harrison. Five years? Uh, five albums. I'm so sorry. Five, five years. years. Wow. That's a whole... That's, <laughs> that's most of the Beatles' career, yeah. <laughs> we went to right from there, uh, right to, from to, there to something, to and here yeah. comes the song. <laughs> <laughs> what? But five albums in between. Yeah. So You Like Me Too Much, no, George makes uh, his, hard his appearance. Hard Day's Night was I'm Happy Just to Dance yeah, but that's with that's right. Which Lennon McCartney. yeah. So, uh, and that to me, that's really... On this side, I think one of the non-single highlights, although I do also really love, well, I like and say, I mean, I love Bad Boy, even though it's not one of theirs. But the next up is the Larry Williams track, one of the songs that they recorded specifically right, for, for, for the this. American market to finish off. the. So isn't it funny how this album that's kind of weak 
actually had some real meat they in thought, terms they, of they knew it was coming out right and by giving them songs that were just going to be for the american market yeah bad boy and dizzy miss lizzie though that yeah. dizzy miss lizzie ended up on help yeah. ends up saying they sort of maybe not approve but they understand what's sure. going on yeah but I, no one sits there and says hmm, this is the first george harrison song since no no no, no i know we no, do that I'm, now yeah. but but I'm saying, I'm wondering if we... have if the good we, fortune of hindsight. If we resequence this, I wonder if it becomes a better listening album. I don't know. Anyway. Well, definitely the um, first and second song. But yeah. So, Bad Boy, Larry Williams, one of John's frighteningly great vocals, yeah. I think. But also um, one of George Harrison's great guitar songs. Yes. He, yes. he really rips it. I told you, yeah. I've said it many times before in this incarnation and the other. If George Harrison doesn't have to think too much and he has a cover version, he cranks. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Yeah, he doesn't have the pressure of a Lennon McCartney solo. Well, but they also did that song how many times? You know, it, in the no, cavern. Of course, or, or it was it was, it was like going through the motions. Yeah. What's but, interesting about this, but it's great nonetheless. Oh, yeah. what, what's interesting about this though is when I hear Bad Boy and I hear Dizzy Miss Lizzy and I hear Kansas City, the the three covers on this record. For uh, well, in Words of Love, there's a feeling that there's a studio Beatles at work doing these covers. The early covers, to me, when you get to, other than the fact that Roll Over Beethoven was adapted slightly for Beatles' second album, as opposed to their usual stage performance version of it, I feel more of a studio Beatles happening by the time you've gotten here. It used to seem as though they were bringing the Cavern vibe in with them when they were doing covers, and they, when they were doing the stuff on the second album, there's still a live vibe. For some reason, whether or not it's a slightly different production approach. It, it could be also, maybe they didn't know it, but maybe they were sensing it, Dizzy Miss Lizzie's the last cover, or Act Naturally, but that's right. on Help too. Yes. But yeah. after that, they stopped covering. Yeah. So you have this idea that they keep writing more, and you know, George on the Help album, the British version, has two songs on it. You know, not so maybe the covers were becoming a little bit... I think they knew that they were going to stop doing it. I mean, they, you know, they, 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 it's not to say that they're bad. I mean, no, the, the no. version of Bad Boy is, is great, but there's this feeling. There's this I, almost I, underlying... I think they know that they're going to be writing their own stuff and no more covers. And that's it. They, we're they, done with the covers yeah. at this point. Yeah, maybe. But uh, I mean, Speaking of covers, I do... Am I the I, only one that kind of gets that feeling? I, I don't know. Tracks well, on this album? Well, the thing about Dizzy Miss Lizzy, and we're jumping ahead, but... That never belonged on side B of Help or side two of Help, the right. British version. Right. They sort of wanted 14 songs and, you know, you have to have 14 songs. Right. And so they put it there. I always wondered why they chose Dizzy Miss Lizzie, which has a mistake in it, over Bad Boy, which doesn't. And Bad Boy is probably maybe a little bit better performance. Dizzy Miss Lizzie does That's not. That's true. Is so out of place on Help, the, yeah, U, the UK album. It's right. not just that, yeah. but talk about an album ender, Bad Boy. Right. Yeah, but then again, you behave yourself. Woo! Yeah. Bang, the album's over. You're well, done. Well, I, wa I anyway. want to just go back to uh, Kansas City because another error, by the way. The record label originally said Kansas City. Right. But then right, they added attorneys that. for Venice Music yep. noticed, so they added the hey, hey, hey. The album cover was not corrected ever. Right. 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 So. Uh, yeah. So the label actually says. <clears throat> so you look, Bad Boy Larry Williams again, track uh, four on side one. I don't want to spoil the party. I. Always love that song. It's uh, a great, something... great song. Uh, it's a very folksy yeah. song. I don't want to spoil the party. Is sort of like a precursor to, to Rubber Soul. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, not even Rubber Soul. To like, you've got to hide your love away. 
a okay, little bit. A little bit. That. I, a little I bit think it's of, of uh, things to come. Put it that yeah, way. Yeah. Maybe not in that vein, I, but I, it's I, very. I, I like the idea of I don't want to spoil the party on Rubber Soul. Yeah. That oh no, that fits yeah. perfectly. It fits, perfect. fits really yeah, but, well. But, on but the next album must help. Then right, Rubber right. Soul. Yeah. But you, you couldn't hold did, it back that long, could right. you? No, but you, you've got to hide your love away. Is sort of that folks yeah, also. Sure. That hard strum that John did. When he was writing a lot of those songs. The only thing I will say, I love this song. The only thing I will say is, again, here we go with sequencing. The next song is Words of Love. Think about the opening of I Don't Want to Spoil the Party, and then think about the opening of Words of Love. Damn. Too, too similar. Damn. Yep, Meaning absolutely. Meaning to have back-to-back. Yes, I agree with you. Mm, yeah, I can see that, but that didn't bother me. Well, no, it, it, again, we're, we're looking back at hindsight. When it, I put it on, I like it, but if we're analyzing in to death, which we always do, right. um, I think those two maybe could have been broken up one of them put on the other side. But now here is the first time that we get a leftover. Words of love. This is the first time we're getting a leftover on Beatles 6. Everything else has been either the current single, it's being done in advance for help, or it's being done exclusively for this album. Words of love is the first time we're dropping back to Beatles for sale. That's true. That's so it's true. the first time we get a throwback track on here. And if you think uh, about you know, it, Beatles for Sale came out in December '64, and you know they waited six months. You know, right? You know, six months is nothing now, but back no, then, that but was back a huge then amount. that was that was a huge amount. So this wasn't a golden oldie already <laughs> by the time you know yeah, it's it like was, the old George Carlin thing. Yeah. Now you know now it's number one, and next week it'll be a golden oldie. You know. Well, the, it's from yeah. last year, and it's called yeah. "She Loves You." She, right, right. Some of um, you may remember it. So I mean, I love their version of "Words of Love." To me, it's it just doesn't. It's weird. It fits on this album, and it doesn't fit. If you know what that means. Yes. 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 Oh, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, I like it because it's always been on this album, but if you think about it, it really doesn't fit on this album, but it sort of does. Well, it does because this was a Total, let's throw stuff at the wall and see and, what sticks and it, well, record. Anything was going to stick right. here. Right. They weren't going to throw out stuff. I mean, yeah, they threw out, you know, that there's a place in Sea Dick and Misery. Right. You know, those are right. the part of the five we talked about earlier, but yeah. oh my goodness. I mean, this it's a great song. Do not get me wrong. Right. But right. it's just weird to be on this album, and I think it's weird to be this... Right after I don't want to spoil the party. They had they have the last 11, song on side yeah. Well, yeah, again, they have eleven tracks. So whether they stuck words of love on the second side or not wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. So yeah. I think it could have ended with I don't want to spoil the party and then come in, you know, with side two, which we'll talk about now because I think side two has a really good, the really strong track. opener. Yeah, to me, it's, no, the boom, it's the, that boom. drum work at the beginning of what you're doing. You always goof on it. I don't mind the. No, 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 I don't mind that. It's well, just there's that there's also a mistake in well, there's, yeah, there's not, the, not one. Well, there's well, the, several. Which just comes out as, blah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, point. no, but I mean, <laughs> there's no way you can tell me, and we're speaking about side two now, there's no way in hell you can t- sit there and tell me that George Martin didn't go, oh, come on, guys. I mean, Paul's going, look, you know, I, and they're going, you, me, they, and it's like, you know, it's like a bad Jerry Lewis yeah, it thing. it comes you know? up, it's the opposite of help. It, it comes up, bleh, Yeah, it just doesn't come, it's, it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. And as a perfectionist, which we know he was, I mean, you can't fix that? You can't say, guys, maybe, unless it was like three maybe, in the morning and they're going, oh, talking about good. George Martin, right? Yeah. 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 Unless maybe George went out for like a cigarette or something. <laughs> All right, you boys, I'm going to go out and have a smoke and you guys just finish up the track. I know you'll be just fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're Norman, Nor- Norman Smith is going, I like play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love the energy of this track. I, I've always, I, I always, always have. I always liked it too, it, it, but it also reminds me of... Um, like if you've got trouble and that that type of 
mid sixty five sound that they yeah, quickly yeah. abandoned. Well, it's it is a mid sixty five sound, and it's also kind of love. That's true. It's me. Like it's a yeah. little. It's a little every other Too song cliche-ish. of that period. It's yes. bingo. Yeah, you said you it better than I did. It's I, cliche. It's, it's like the end of that type of writing for them. Yes. Can yeah. I just, I have to tell you a little funny story about this song. <laughs> okay. Back to the, no. This song, if you, again, because I'm the cartoon guy, sorry. But this song what was... Book is I, I, thought, I thought maybe this you were going to tell me about some girlfriend experiences. No, like, but... What you doing? Sorry. No. <laughs> sorry. Mitch, are you, are you the author of Beetletunes? Yes, I am. Well, that's such a great book. Thank you very much. We should have a, that author on the show. We should. Oh, yeah, checks in the mail. Nice. The, the, <laughs> we've lost him again. We've lost him. <laughs> sorry, I'll sorry. cripple you. Um, anyway, this song in the Beetle cartoons was used in a very weird kind of scene because it's with gypsies and in order to get Ringo back from the gypsies George dresses up in drag Nice. So whenever I hear what you're doing, I think of George Beetle, <laughs> there Cartoon George in drag. Go watch it on YouTube, because evidently they're all on YouTube now, and you'll see what I mean. But Years I, before I the Pythons did it, Cartoon George was in <laughs> drag. In drag. Yeah. Of course, they were influenced Always by Bugs Bunny. Up. Yes, exactly. Oh, exactly. The cartoon Beatles were influenced by Bugs Bunny. <laughs> I remember years ago being in a slightly altered state and talking with a friend about cartoons and actually having my friend turn to me and saying, wow, that's one of my favorites. Bugs Bunny does some serious acting in that one. <laughs> anyway. All right, so. What you're doing, good song, good opener. Yeah, very, very strong side opener. That, yeah. This to me is again but that should have been the better for side two, not side one. I we, don't remember we we rejected this the side one opener. Yeah, all right. Because side no, two, but you need but every, side two, two has to have a an opener too. Yes, correct, absolutely. Yeah, and when, I when there was side two. Now the next one is interesting. This is is not really a, a leftover. It's been out for a couple of months. The tradition, as we know in England, you never ever put the B side, or you didn't want to put the B side on the album. You know, the UK singles always had great, nice, exclusive. B-sides when they could, and... Um, For the most part, Yellow Submarine, Eleanor Rigby. Was yeah, was, it was one of the exceptions. But you get the B-side of the current single in the U.S. thrown on the album, and that is Yes, It Is. At this point, still not in stereo, real stereo, no not matter what duophonic. your label said. It was duophonic. Echo and reverb. Yeah, and, and it's... We should explain what duophonic is. Stereo duophonic from the mono. Is, is essentially creating a stereo track from the mono recording by separating out the frequencies, bringing the high-end frequencies over to one channel, the bass frequencies okay. over on the other. And hiding and any anomalies hiding, by echo and reverb. Yeah, adding some echo, adding some reverb. So a number of Beatles songs did not appear in true stereo until much later, Yes It Is right. being one of them, and... What can you say about this track, man? It's just It's a really yearning gorgeous. track. I, I, it is beautiful. They do gorgeous. great harmony. I love the tone pedal, you know. It's so it, right. To me it's sort of son of this boy in that it gives John that but more mature. V- much more mature. Well, this boy was pretty mature too, but Yes, but, but the way they sing it is very this boy, you know, very true, flowy and this true. one is more like a little more, not urgent, but it's a little laid back, but it's I think it's more mature. It's almost and like they're looking back on something. The and, lovely guitar effect. Yeah, well, the, po- the, 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 tone the volume, the tone pedal and, and volume pedal guitar effect on there is beautiful. Yeah, and that yeah, John's yeah, vocal, yeah. The, the, you know, it's my pride. Yes, it is. Uh, yes. It's reminiscent well, of the break in this boy. Oh, absolutely. You know? yeah. 
whenever they had a chance to shine in their three-part harmonies, they did. Yeah, just yeah. absolutely gorgeous. Really the, nice. The three of them in this, yeah. And now, and you it's know, also on LP because it was on the B side. Right. And this is on American LP. Right, right. It's kind of weird, cool. though, if you, if you think about it. You said Ticket to Ride came out in June. Yeah. And so did this. Yeah. So people getting the single are probably thinking that they don't know about the album health yet. No, so they're probably, you know, because it says from the movie, Eight Arms to Hold You, and it doesn't say from the album Help, the single. Right. And they're probably thinking that is Help on the on The really thing? funny part is that the album cover of Beatles 6, not to get really weird, but the album cover of Beatles 6 could easily have been called Eight Arms to Hold You, with all of them reaching out right. to one thing. So if someone's you getting know, a single... So, well, actually, Four Arms to Hold because... Like, oh, yeah, well, their other arms are down. That's yeah, true. Yeah, right. there But still, there. though, yeah, there you go. No, but think about it. I mean, if you're getting a single to get uh, your ticket to ride with right. Yes, It Is on the back, right. and you just got this album, right. you're going, wait, wait, that's weird. Right, but, right. By, by the way, I'm, I'm looking at nice the cover of, of Beatles 6. Ringo's hands aren't on the knife. Look. Ringo I didn't, Ringo, that. we didn't know this, but Ringo was having his, that was during Ringo's anti-cake period. It's not discussed often, but anytime Ringo's shown wearing a black turtleneck, that's Ringo's anti-cake or, statement. Or it could be his yes. pro-masturbatory <laughs> Where are Ringo's hands? Very nice. And those of you who remember, I'm just going to make reference to it. Those of you who remember the National Lampoon <laughs> article, Beat the Meatles, I want you to go back and read that now because that's totally apropos to what Mitch is talking about. You get letters. We, we get, get letters. letters. They're addressed to Mitch Axelrod, care of Fab Four Free for All. I'm lonely. <laughs> <laughs> the lone Beatle fan. Anyway, we've talked a little bit about Yes It Is. Dizzy Miss Lizzie is next. We've already kind of talked about the titling, but right. the track itself, eh, it's I, not one of my favorites not either. Not one of my favorites either. I usually skip it. I actually uh, like this a lot. I like the Hollywood Bowl version better. I do well, too. The uh, live energy is the, much better. The, I do too. And also the performances are better too. For the most part, except for that little part where George gets lost on the lead guitar. George falls apart. I don't know why they didn't go back and say, right. well, can we just, you know, can we fix it? Because got four tracks. recording three tracks in one day. I know. Get him up, get him up, get him out, for right. a hide. But, you know, I can understand, oh, we're sending him to America, we don't care. But no, then, no, I don't think but that no, was I don't it. Think it was that. I actually do. But I also think, you know, once you say, well, Dizzy Miss Lizzie's going to be on side B of help or side two of help in Great Britain. Re-record it? Not re-record it, but at least fix, fix it. it. Yeah, well, you know, you know, if you know, some things doing it. you know this. Some things you can't fix in the mix. I mean, some things are not well, traveling right. Wilburys that yeah, you can't. Right. I you think know. it's. I think it's more a case of Tony was correct. I think it's just hear me out. It's you know we're doing these two or three songs exclusively for this, right. not America, but just exclusively for whatever. Yeah, for let's the, just get it problem. done. And then when they went back for help. They didn't remember there was an error, so they said, "You know what? We already have that when in the can." When they mastered it, they would have heard it. Yeah, but listen. But see, amazingly though, too, as Rob was saying before, you're going to play it through once, then then why not go? Oh hell, we forgot about the mistake. Let's throw Bad Boy on instead. Yeah, that's, uh, that's why not? Well, yeah, you know, I I, I agree. So I can understand having the mistake. I just can't believe they let it go to Great Britain. Again, right. I think they're they're yeah. doing the help thing. It's a soundtrack album, right? Right, and they are busy as all hell. Oh, I'm not saying they weren't. Right. So, I mean, again, if, if it was Rubber Soul, I think there's a chance they go back and do it, because this was a planned studio album. Help yeah. Help was more of a... 
Think about it. It was, but it wasn't. You know, it was sort of both. I always was like, how would he miss that? And and also every other time he's played it, BBC or whatever, he plays it perfect. Yeah, true. <laughs> Except this is like that's true. You're absolutely right. The well, BBC of course he's going to play it perfect. Because- he gets lost in the, and I'm like, I can understand it because it's the same riff through the entire song. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. you play the same riff, you, you miss you a legit, beat. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, but again, now I know. Now I'm stopping to think why this album itself was always kind of lost in the catalog for me. It has two of my least favorite Beatles songs yeah. in the catalog on it. Kansas City, I, I, Kansas City and Dizzy Miss Lizzy. I, 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 I happen to like both of them. So yeah, yeah. these are all right. Uh, tell me what you see. Uh, I never see one a, of my favorite you? songs. Okay, I don't see one uh, of the original on the album, or just in general in the Beatles. Uh, just in general, and it always felt like it was an unfinished song. The yeah. only thing I have an issue with is the the vocal. I think he could have restructured a little bit because not that he's struggling with it, but the look into these eyes now. Like well, he's like not that. he's not really in a comfort zone with that. Needed a harmony or something, I always felt. Well, I, I always feel like that's but I kind love, of a good part. I but I always love the tell me what you see. I've always loved that. the you like me too much. <laughs> yeah, but I always love the return, though. I always love that right after the tell me what you see and then the back into the next segment oh, of the point. song. You're right about that And point. it's unique rhythmically, the, you know, the sort of... What a weird there, don't bother me Castanets type. or the... Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It has a weird underpinning yes. of the song. It's Definitely a very does. different song musically for the Beatles. I always thought it needed a, a solo or something. Just something to break it up. Lot, Definitely. But a lot Definitely. of Beatles songs don't have solos. Well, I know that, but that's one of them that needs it. Lyrically, a little bit of a cross between... Lyrically, it's interesting. You would almost think that this could have been a song that was written f- with the intention of giving it away. Almost, almost. You know, if you listen yeah. to it really carefully, you can almost think like, oh, maybe the foremost will do this one. <laughs> you know, because you get to the big and black, the clouds may be. Like, it's a gorgeous harmony, but it's not at this point, it's not where they're at. No. Really. Big and black, the clouds Just may be. be to, you know, uh, time will, time pass, will pass, away. pass away. Like, it's... It did, again, not a. It's a great little song. Oh, it I, is. I'm not putting the song down. I, I think I love it. I think it's a great little song, but it's. I don't think it's where they're at at this point. I also could not se. tell who was singing when I first heard it when I was a kid. Because you sing. Yeah, you that's say, true. Think You're about right. it. Think about it. If you let me take your heart. Yeah. Who sings? I will prove to you. Right, it's Paul. It's Paul. Yeah, but you you and can't you can't really tell. You're right. And then it says we will never be apart, which sounds more and like then, John. Right. And if then, I'm part of you, and yeah. then John comes in. Open up your, your eyes. eyes. So is it really Paul? Right. Right. Well, no. Is the open up your eyes now. now? Is the open up your eyes now, Paul or John? I That's John. Was Paul. I no. thought that was Paul. No. How funny. To these eyes That's now. not Paul. Tell I don't know. I think I think it's Paul. That's why I, th- I think it, that's why I'm saying I don't think it's in his comfort zone. How funny go. after all these years. That we're sitting there. Wow. Think about now, it. Now, somewhere, of course, a- Andrew Lubman, we love you, but we know that somewhere Andrew is banging his head if he's listening to this you episode. You idiots. Yeah. <laughs> I love us. You need a fourth. idiots. You need a fourth. We need a fourth. To me, it's also a, a type of you, song Andrew. that maybe this is the type of song the Beatles are leaving behind as they're going towards Rubber Soul. You know, this is that type but if you, of song. I agree with you, but it's Hang got on. elements of Rubber Soul Thank in you. it, though. Just going to say that if you put this on Rubber Soul, it fits. Nah. Yeah, I I agree with Mitch. It fits musically. Uh, I'm not talking lyrically. Musically, it works. You know, they were, by Rubber Soul, they were burning down women's houses. 
now <laughs> they're you know true. this is big and black the clouds may be. <laughs> That's true. You know, not uh, you know, hey, whatever. She didn't sleep with me, so I, I lit her house on fire. <laughs> I thought she did sleep with him, but then told the guy out of bed, and then he slept in the bed. No, he was sleeping in the bed, and and you know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, it was good Norwegian wood. It was good. It was. Maybe you know what I always did. They use the expression "wood" for something else back then. Oh, <laughs> in the sixties. I don't, I don't know. know. I'd like to look up the slang and see when Let's the expression ask an "old person" sporting Buskin? Are you sp- <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Richard? Just we love kidding, you. Richard. No, uh, I mean, is he was he? Isn't it good no. Norwegian wood? Maybe he was talking about. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, anyway, wake up in the morning. Wake up in the morning. <laughs> it was uh, morning wood academy. <laughs> morning wood academy. There you go. Uh, but anyway, oh who knows? Wow. All right. So this, a, this was such show. a fun little. This was such a fun little album until we got hold of it. <laughs> no, we're, we're on Norwegian wood already. And masturbatory period. I mean, oh my God. I mean, we just really wrecked this album for everybody. You know, I won't be able to look at someone wearing a black turtleneck ever again. I'm never wearing one it's in front just of you. <laughs> I just say it's because he's in his anti-cake movement. That's, okay. Well, you know, anyway. And we're not talking about the band cake. Right. Yeah, but pro-pie. Pro-pie. Very nice. <laughs> wow. All right. So, again, uh, now we're at the closer. 3.14. And, uh, we're at a closing track, Every Little Thing. Which is a horrible closer. Which, uh... Horrible closer. Yeah, you're absolutely right, because of the great fade. Great song. Wonderful, wonderful song. Not a great song because of the fade. It goes out with a whisper, not a scream. It just disappears. I think if you would have ended the album with Yes It Is, maybe. Now you end the album with Bad Boy. Yeah. Now, Junior, behave yourself. Yes, Woo! but we, but, but okay. Again, because there's six on one and five on side two, you could have taken Bad Boy and had that be the end. Correct. Yeah. But if you took Bad Boy out of the middle of side one, side oh one my. really drags, man. Yeah. Yes, but, but then so. if you put- You know, the thing about every little thing, because of how fast everything's moving, this could have been a single. No. Uh, yes, I agree. Does. No, this could definitely- I agree. It has a great feel. Yeah, I and, agree. And it would have sounded great on the See, I think radio. the guitar in the beginning the dun, 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 is very amateurish. No, I think, no, I think I, it's I, really a nice. No. I think it's a nice single opener too. I do. I agree. On radio, the she does for me. You know, the yes. the, uh, boom, the the timpani would have made it yeah, cool. The timpani is what what I really enjoy. Other about. than every little thing, what could have been a single on this album? Nothing. Thank you. Eight days a week. Well, no, it was, was a single, but I mean, other in America. In America, what could have been a single? The only one I would think would be well, yes, this was a B side. Every little thing's the only one. If you're basing original, it on the fact, not a original, because Rollover Beethoven was released. Yeah, but Bad Boy could have been a single. But let's talk about some, original. Bad Boy would have been the throwback as a single. I don't think at this point I they would have wanted to push that the, side the, of what they were doing as a single. The, the Beatles didn't have much say of what Capital said, but they sort of said, "Hey, we want originals to be singles." Yeah, and they sort of nothing kept could have really been uh, every little thing. Every little thing. thing. It's the only thing. for me, anyway. Yeah, but think about it. What was the the single Eight Days a Week? After eight days a week was what as a single in America? Ticket to ride. Right. So every little thing did not match the maturity and intensity. No, but that's what I'm saying because things happen so fast. If, if Help doesn't come out in August and they want to, maybe they put out second, every little thing. They need a second single. Then they put out every little. Uh, yeah, thing. that's right. right. Okay, good point. Right, and I mean, uh, again, we're going back to the fact that we're throwing back again. Of this course. is the second throwback on the album, the second and, and final of, of the throwbacks because it's the closing song. But this is, again, from Beatles for Sale. To me, a mature track from Beatles for Sale, so it doesn't not show 
forward movement right you know with the Beatles as writers uh, and that closes the album out so that's it for Beatles six in terms of doing the full uh, track listing and yeah. any other last thoughts on the Beatles for six album compilation monstrosity it's a holding card so it's, it's a placeholder it's a placeholder it's okay it's not the worst collection but then again you know the rush job would have been right. a great title as you said right to me it it works for what it is. Right. It, it, it's nothing more, nothing less. It's not like Yesterday and Today or Meet the Beatles, which has much more cohesive feel and mm-hmm. and even more historical feel, too. Yes. Because of yeah. what, what happened with those records. So I think if you're looking back, if you're a fan, a new generation fan, and you haven't bought it yet, if you're a completist, you're going to buy it anyway. Right. But if you're saying, I just have to have all the Beatles stuff, you're not going to get this yet because if you're in London... You can get a collection of oldies and get the bad boy. Right. That's right. the only song other than that wasn't really released there. Yes, yes. So, I mean. But again, it's the idea of our hard, our like big Beatle fans from the time. You were just saying yourselves, going to wait. Was this album exported from the U.S. because of bad boy? They wouldn't get bad boy until Christmas. I think it was. So that's what I mean. So did, was there strength of this album oh, sales? 66. That's right. My God, that's right. Christmas 66. December's, yeah. So were the real Beatle fans over in the UK going to bring this album over? I I remember coming across a Beatle book, and they mentioned that it was released in the United States. And and it sold as an export. They said something along those lines. Right. You know, we got to remember, the 70s is when... Exporting, exports yeah, yeah. for records yeah. happen a lot more than in the 60s. Sure, Because sure. there were bigger stores, you know. There right, were, right. It right. wasn't gimbals, as you said, yeah. or, or girt selling. You know, have the little record section. But I got to yeah, tell was, you, though, the, uh, goodies I guarantee exactly. you if people had, you know, again, travel to the United States wasn't as prevalent right. you, you, as now. I mean, that, right. So maybe, though, the people, you know, in the UK, if they had someone coming over here would right. say, get me that album because sure. I want... For that one track. Get me that album. Sorry, they said it just like that, too, just like in a 60s Even if it was a girl. Get me that. Yes, even a girl would say it just like that. Get me that album. (laughs) Right. Is this my 60s cartoon voice? I'm sorry. I just couldn't help it. Just, you, know. you have like sixties cartoon voice. You have Kissinger. You have <laughs> that trick you have, never works. Please, please get me the album. You have I some sort Beatles of Beatle accents. I need to have bad boy. Sounds like they would come out of Spain or something. <laughs> I am a bad boy. <laughs> I am a bad boy. And then Ringo said, "Bad boy." No, and there you go. Now, Junior, behave yourself. Anyway, all right. So, whoa, um, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Yeah. So, all right. Are we going to rate Beatle six? Yeah, we should. Okay. So, oh, okay. so Rob Leonard, Rob Leonard, please rate for us Beatles six. Don't say I give it a Beatles six. Sorry, unless that's oh, what you give it. That's that, actually cute. You know, I really, give it a Beatles vi. Really bad, I would say that's actually a good idea. But actually, I'm going to go with an eight. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You are one of those Beatle guys that say everything they did was so good. Mm-hmm. I, I give it a ten. No, I didn't say that. Mitch Axel Rod. It's a ten, right? Yes. He. I, okay. No, no. You know what? I'm going with a seven on this one. Okay. You know, may even give it a Beatles six and a half, but I uh, people don't like when we do the half thing. I mean, tough no, crap. we can do halves. We can do halves. As you said, it's not the first album you're going to buy, or even the seventh album for the Americans. If you right. had to buy them in order, no, it's or, just. I mean, you know, it, it's as a completist, you have to have it. But right. uh, you know, six and a half, seven. As Tony said, you know, two songs that I I skip a lot. Really? You know, it's gonna, yeah. Dizzy Miss Lizzie yeah. and, and Kansas City. I, I'm not. I'm never in the mood for Kansas City. I'm not. I no, mean, I'm not. Not either. the city. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's funny because the Beatles did it on Shindig. Yeah. Which right. is weird. Yeah. Because there are so many others they could have done on Shindig, so they must have had an affinity for it. Either that or you know, Little Richard. Was and saying, they knew it was on the American. And they knew it was on the American album. 
too at that yeah. moment. So, right. so you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to give this a six and a half, seven. I'm going to do the same and say like a six and a half, too, for this. Because first of all, the, the, sh- the sheer shortness of it, especially when you subtract the two songs that I don't really love. And again, it's not about the individual songs. It's about the pacing. It's about, so again, it has nothing to do with the fact that don't get me wrong, of those other songs, there are a couple that are among my favorites in the Beatles catalog, as I mentioned. But when you put them all together, you get an album that comes out at like a six and a half. Yeah. So It's know, okay. It, I know it's so a Beatles. So we've got six and a half, six and a half. That comes to uh, 13 plus eight. eight. That gives us 21. So seven. we give it a seven overall. Overall, it's a seven. On Fab for Free For All. I think we all agree that what bothers us more about this record is that the way it was Put together cover wise and picture wise, and just the way it just it felt the, the, rushed, slapdash. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't slap feel, dash. again looking back. Yes, in the original incarnation, right. when it, it came out, it, people it was Beatles. Yeah, they Beatles. didn't know it was no. the Beatles did some things for America. Right. It's a new Beatles album, right. which was great. Having the good fortune of looking back and having right. hindsight, right. it's a rush job. And even worse, right. still, we don't know where Ringo's hands are. So, okay, that's it here on. He's a bad boy. <laughs> that's, so that is it from us here on Fab Four Free for All, talking about our look at the American Beatle catalogs, Beatles. VI or Beatles 6, as the case may be. And once again, if you want to reach out to us, it is fab, the number four, free, the number four, all at AOL.com. You know how to get us. And that's it from me. I have been your moderator, Tony Chiguardo, having been joined by my good friend, Mitch Axelrod. And Rob Leonard. And we'll Mitch see Axelrod, you soon. Mitch Axelrod, VII. VII, yes. VIII. See you next week. Bye. I. V. Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All. <laughs>